After examining an ancient obelisk of unknown origin, the party visited a small hamlet outside at Zahner, and discovered the villagers had been plagued with horrible nightmares and violent encounters with a normally peaceful forest. The party's investigation led them to the conclusion that the hamlet's folk hero, known as the Stag Knight, needed help quelling the elusive evil that seemed to be growing in strength. After meeting the stag knight, she invited them to her home within the forest, where the party discussed helping her defeat a hag, who the stag knight believed was the cause of the forest's unrest. With a full day to prepare, the party now wait patiently for Brianna the stag knight and her apprentice to return from their meditation in the Emerald Glade. This is session four, the stag knight of the Emerald Glade. You can go, although they did seem like this was a pretty um, reverent time for them. They're going to go to the Emerald Glade to pray and uh, kind of cleanse themselves before the battle. But if you'd like to go, you can. You'd like I'd to go. I'd like to go and ask if I can just sit on the outskirts. Okay. Leave them alone. Gotcha. Alright. So is everyone else staying at the house? Yeah. Okay. Alright. So, uh... You all rest at the house while Brianna and Amaya and Alistair uh, go to the Emerald Glade to pray for guidance. Um, as you are traveling to the Emerald Glade, uh, you're passing, uh, like once again, these, these pockets of this forest where the corruption that seems to be... Uh, pocketed in different parts of this forest has taken hold. Um, there's parts of the forest as you're walking that are peaceful and tranquil, and then there's other parts that are ominous and foreboding and dark. Um, as you uh, are traveling, um, you're just getting this sense of, of the forest encroaching upon you. Um, but with that... We are going to go to Linvala. Uh, Linvala. Mm -hmm. uh, you have recently traveled to this small hamlet and spoken with the villagers about their folk hero, the Stag Knight, 
and um, your first instinct is to see if there's any way that you can help. So you've traveled to the Emerald Glade um, in the bright uh, daylight, and you have found it to be a tranquil place, um, almost healing after um, you know this long journey. Uh, and you are meditating at what appears to be three hollow heart trees in a triangular pattern surrounding the stump of an ancient ash tree. Uh, when out of the corner of your eye you see something dart from one limb to another. And you look up and what you see is a raven uh, balking and cawing as you see three figures emerge from the tree line. Um, one of them being this tall feminine figure in this white and emerald green armor, uh, a smaller feminine figure with jet black shoulder length hair and a huge tower shield also wearing very similar armor, and a red tiefling, uh, kind of dressed like a, a traveler uh, in leather armor. Um, and just before they had broken the uh, tree line, you were contemplating the strange woodwind music that you could hear that seemed to be emanating from the flowers in this glade. Uh, that is when the large feminine figure uh, removes her stag helmet and looks at you and says, Melodaisies. Um, originally, when I see them come out of the forest, I would have quickly went to reach for my halberd. But seeing the, the raven, I would have put it back, kind of muttering to myself where they wouldn't have heard. And seeing them approach, I'll slowly begin to walk forward. Good day to you. I, I assume you're the stag knight by your helmet. I am. I am also Brianna Roy of Oakdale. It is, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Abernathy, Paladin of Arathis. A Paladin? Mm. Well, I am not going to be dishonest. We seem to be having a lot of um, people arrive uh, at an opportune time. We are uh, meeting at my home to discuss a little bit of a hag problem that we're having. In this forest. You are welcome to join us once we have meditated and prayed. Uh, we plan on approaching the hag tonight. I would be honored to join you, but as you said, I would like to finish my prayer as well. Very well, and she looks at Alistair and kind of gives you like this, um, like where are you going to be standing, where, how, like, so yeah. look. Don't mind me, I won't be in the way. Um, I'll just be over here, doing my own prayer. And I'll, at that point, I'll poof out of his arm. Gotcha. So, um, Brianna and Amaya go to the base of the uh, ash tree, but 
surprisingly not close enough to even really touch. They're a good like five, six feet away from the base of the ash tree and are kind of in line with two of the hollow heart trees. Um, they kneel and first draw their swords and then kneel with their swords planted in front of them and bow their head in, in reverent respect to Lydon, the nature deity of Elo. Uh, and I would imagine that you do something similar. Except I'd probably be sitting with my halberd in both hands and my head bowed as well. Gotcha. Okay. Alistair, is there anything you would like to be doing in particular? Um, reminiscing is more of the right word than prayer. Gotcha. Uh, I'm still talking to my deity, but not in as much of a... I know how you would say it. Like, serious? Yeah, less serious. Much less Reverence. serious. Reverence. Yeah, less reverent. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, as all of you are praying, um, what feels like seconds, but in reality is a good half an hour ticks by, um, it would seem as uh, Brianna and Amaya uh, stand up that they have concluded their prayer. And they turn to you, Alistair, and you, Vendala, and kind of look for confirmation that you're ready to head back to the house. I'll stand up, put my halberd back on my back. I'm following you. Of course, on our way. Um, so you all go back through the forest, um, and this is, it's, it's starting to be kind of mid to after midday. Um, but even with the sun out at its at its summit, at its um, highest point, there's still pockets of this forest that are so dark that it, it feels like late evening as you're traversing through it. Um, eventually you make it back to what you would assume is Brianna's home. Um, it is a like a, a a dome-like house built into a giant root ball of a mighty tree. Uh, and you can see just a single humble window and a single humble door and a hearth fire burning within. Um, Brianna walks uh, all of you through the threshold uh, and you are uh, met back up with the rest of your party and you see a lot of unfamiliar faces. Um, if, let's see, we'll get y'all to give a brief summary of your characters, and then I want a brief summary of your character. Okay, so, Kyle, you go first. Uh, seven foot tall orc, full-blooded orc, uh, wearing black scale mail, and just, like, watch Game of Thrones? Mm -hmm. The mountain? That size. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Robbie? Uh, you see a red tiefling in clothes. If you've ever been to the Eastern Isle, they're obviously uh, Eastern Isle make with black features. Like once again, he's red with black features. Um, pretty basic looking. Looks kind of slight, I would say. Jeff, you see a roughly average size elf, six foot, slender build, very wiry. Uh, dressed in black leathers, trimmed in blue, and you notice as he's resting, he has a um, 
He has a tattoo depicting a crescent moon overlaid with a crimson arrow on his forearm. And you are a paladin, so you may or may not sense a slight magical war from him. Uh, Jake. <clears throat> you see a human uh, with sitting down uh, on the back of the chair you see like a leather wax canvas uh, long coat his clothes and the long coat indicate that he's coming uh, at least from somewhere that's um, prepared him well for his adventure and he's wearing a breastplate with fine runes on it um, also on the table you see a pair of like regular leather gloves um, and reaching for those gloves quickly as you walk in is a metal articulating hand with runes carved into it both hands alright and else you see a tall um, dragonborn wearing a red and white kimono um she is munching on some mutton that's probably gone bad by now <laughs> um yeah it's probably gone bad <laughs> and she looks at you and she just smiles but she can't smile well so she snarls instead <laughs> and thanks uh, i'm a tallish half elf um long black hair, uh, long purple coat, uh, just sort of sitting around playing the lute, um, waiting for something to happen. Gotcha. So walking in, you guys see a about six foot three uh, human female, dark, thick hair pulled up into a tight ponytail on the back of her head. Um, her skin is very pale, like pinkish undertones. Um, she has piercing green eyes, and she is dressed in, um, heavy, um, dark but not quite black, uh, chainmail armor, and across her back is a very notable, large, two-handed halberd. Alright. So, with that, um, Brianna invites you to... Uh, sit down uh, at this large, like, uh, oval-shaped, hewn table uh, and pours a glass of, we'll say, an ale of some kind. Uh, and you can see as Amaya goes into the kitchen and begins to busy herself, like this little side corridor where she seems to be beginning the semblance of a dinner. Um, and she, uh, Brianna just kind of sits down and uh, kind of awkwardly just drinks her tankard and looks at the rest of you. I'll have a seat and I'll look at her and say, you weren't exaggerating. Got quite the gathering here. Yes, I have said recently that I don't know if it's a blessing or a coincidence, but I'm beginning to think that this might be a grand design of some sorts. Uh, well, uh, we'll have dinner, we'll wait until the sun is well set, and then we will go out and find the hag after she has presented herself. 
she hides somewhere in the forest during the day and only comes out at night. She has been sporadic with her presence in the forest, but she's been gone for several days, so I would imagine that she comes out tonight. And uh, it's at that point that Amaya comes in from the kitchen and kind of like sets several plates down in no way similar to like a butler. Just <laughs> kind of just slams the plates down and you can see as there's like some cut up, like maybe some meat with maybe a little bit of garden veggies on it and stuff like that. And she like kicks her chair out away from the table and just like plops down in all of her armor uh, and sets her tower shield up against the wall and begins to eat. Um. So, do all of you eat? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Split a portion of those. Okay. I gotcha. take my vegetables to the side and eat the meat. Okay. To like make sure this is okay to eat. Uh, you can make <laughs> I'm a. I'm skeptical. You can make a perception check. Yeah, I'll do that. If you're proficient with a, with a uh, poisoner's kit, would you be able to tell if there's poison in the food? No. I'm going to say that's either going to be an intelligence or perception check. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I need a moment. I'm sorry. Has anyone... Yeah. This may be a question for Zach. Has it, uh, I may be missing something, but has anyone started a conversation with the new person yet? No. She seems to be kind of keeping to herself. Okay, then I'll approach her, or I'll sort of like look to her while we're eating. Uh, my hands are gloved at this point. He says, um, so. Just says. Carla, was it? Yes. And your name? Meroforosa, at your service. Pleasure to meet Tell you, us, now. where do you come from? Alvaron. Alvaron. Um. I hail from Alvaron, here on, uh, on business with the Order of Arathis. Have your travels ever taken you to Segbo? You've been to Segbo. I have been there. It's the capital city of Alvaron. That is my, uh, well, I suppose I could call it a home. I've never seen you there. Well, I have never seen you either. <laughs> Would you be offended if I mentioned your hands? Well, I wouldn't say offended. As strange as you are to us, no offense. Uh, you now know something that I would rather keep secret to strangers. Really, all you need to know is, uh, my hands were lost against my will, obviously, and these are a bit of a project of mine in order to restore some functionality in my life. You made them yourself. That's correct. I had a little assistance, but it was a bit of a project of pride. Interesting. Oh. 
other way? Back it up, Terry. <laughs> Back it up, Terry. <laughs> Terry. Oh, Lord, Terry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, if I were to lose a limb in battle, <clears throat> you would be the person I should come to. Given some time uh, for me to know you better, and uh, some time. Some, several years to create such another prosthetic. Yes, you can see some of my handiwork uh, being carried from by our large compatriot over there. Um, his axe, as, as great as it was and is, I have modified it slightly to make it a little bit uh, more useful to him. He's gesturing towards you, Rappin Axe. Oh, um, I'm elbow deep in, in dinner right now. Okay, got gotcha. So Raffinax oh, is just scarfing here, here, down here. his dinner. Oh, over there, yeah. <laughs> Good um, to know, Mal. It's at that point that uh, you uh, see as Amaya abruptly and loudly stands up from her chair, kind of wipes the like crumbs of food off of her chest plate and walks over and gets a second course from the stove where she's preparing it. And does the same thing. Kind of goes around with this large pot, just spooning like portions of this like meat broth um, and vegetable soup onto your plates. Have I decided I'll, it was safe to eat? Uh, with a fourteen, you have. Okay. You've decided that there's nothing visibly um, that is necessarily wrong with the food. Okay, I don't like the way you said that, but I also don't care for that. <laughs> um, As she goes to spoon, I'll put my hand up before she gets a chance to put any in my bowl. Okay, gotcha. um, I think I'll. Uh, if anyone would be opposed until you're done, play a little music. Sure. All right. And I'll get. I'll leave the table and go sit off to the side and start playing a little music. Well, Nalia would like to volunteer to eat his portion. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, you just kind of reach over and grab the like the <laughs> plate as it's being served, like, like, and he's saying <laughs> no, but you're grabbing the plate and going, shaking your head yes. <laughs> um. All right. So um. After she serves the second um, portion, I'm sorry, did you have something to fix it? Oh, it was oh gotcha. Uh, she sits back down, and you can see as Amaya like picks up a large like tankard and takes like a hefty swig of it as she's looking around the room, very clearly sizing a lot of you up. Um, it's at that point that your first instinct is to look at Brianna, uh, who is like eyeing down Amaya for being like blatantly not necessarily rude but brash. Um, and uh, she says, is the food to all of your likings? It is. It's quite delicious, the little bit that I had before my plate was stolen. <laughs> ah, well, Leiden provides for us out here. It's not necessarily the lap of luxury, but it does do the job. Uh, and she goes back to eating, giving anyone else an opportunity to say anything that they would like. Do I have any songs from Oakdale? Uh, yeah, you, you probably would. Oakdale is a very jovial and uh, history-rich place, so you would probably know some some songs from Oakdale. That's on, that's on the menu. Gotcha. I will follow his lead on what we're playing. Okay, so after a little bit of eating, you begin to play. Um... go ahead and move on with that. You know like those little monkeys they have to like money for the people that are doing music? Mm -hmm. The organ things? Grinder. Yeah, the organ grinder monkeys. That's a <laughs> <laughs> He's dancing. Gotcha. 
Um, you could have just said he's dancing. <laughs> no, it's a very specific. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> it's a very specific dance. Like, um, he wants money from you. Kind of. <laughs> so as the sun sets and you conclude your meal, uh, you look outside and and the sun has fully gone down and darkness is uh, engulfing the forest. Um, Brianna um, stands up from her uh, place at the table and walks over to a small built-in bookshelf that's kind of carved into the earth itself with like small like wooden shelves just placed onto hollowed out parts of the earth. And she pulls off a book uh, from the shelf and walks over to the table, sits down and opens it. And you can see that this, this book that she's produced uh, has several markers in it. Um, it looks to be very thoroughly read. Um, and she looks up at all of you and she says, how much do all of you know about hags? Not much, I'm afraid. Well, Quite I my mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she says, this tome uh, details some of the more sinister beasts that tend to dwell in forests. Uh, I've been studying it since we realized that the problem that we had was, in fact, a hag. Um, a combination of that and myself and Amaya's initial scouting, we have discovered that her name is Malgra. Uh, she is a hag of tremendous age, uh, although we can't be certain, obviously. I have done a little bit of digging into uh, some of the kind of uh, folk tales of uh, the surrounding area, uh, and it would seem that Malgra predates the Empire's existence on this continent. It would seem that she was a Malkarian woman at some point, who had managed to flee from her masters. She found a home here in the forest, and not much is known past that, but at her heart, Malgra is nothing but a, a fleeing victim. <clears throat> and she kind of coughs, and you can see as she's trying to address a topic that um, she seems to be having trouble with. Um, kind of flips through the pages of this book hesitantly for just a moment and she says Malgra is gathering essences of villages that she's taken from their uh, trips into the woods we did not discover that she was in fact killing the villages until recently or we would have acted sooner but she is killing them and possessing their essence in, in some way, um, holding them and preparing them for what I can only assume is, is some ritual uh, that she is going to perform more than likely on the day of the Darthmoor, which seems to be rapidly approaching. She 
worships one of the old gods. A forest deity um, who was once believed to be the primary deity over untamed forests and beasts. A deity known as Alandion. And it's at that point that she kind of closes the book very slowly and, and solemnly and she says I feel like it's not fair for you to walk into a situation that you're not prepared for. It's for that reason that I would like to share some information with you. Information that my order of druidic scribes keep isolated to us. It is said that Ela came from the ether and found the material plane to be a place of chaos and suffering and immediately decided that this was to be undone. Ela waged war with the old gods in the celestial cleansing and defeated each and every one of them in single combat. This much is true. Where the histories and reality differentiate was Ela's ability to completely destroy them. And it's at this point that the hairs on the back of your neck begin to stand up, the hairs on the back of your neck begin to stand up, and you're slightly. Um, the two paladins in particular are becoming very cautious of this conversation. And she says, Ela was unable to destroy any of the Dothmoor. His power had not grown to the point where he was capable of completely shattering their essence, and he chose instead to lock them away in demiplanes, far away from the material realm. And at this point, the two paladins realize that she is speaking heresy. She is, she is speaking things that are not the truth. What your order has taught you is that Ela defeated the old gods, and that they are no longer present. Uh, and she looks at the two paladins, kind of isolating them in particular, and says, I know this is challenging to hear, and I know you don't know me well, but I just don't feel comfortable sending you into a situation with a hag who's been practicing her arts for years, and not fully preparing you for the situation. Tell me why I should believe what you say. I feel less comfortable going into combat with a heretic beside me. Your words are understood. And you might not believe me. You might not have any reason to. I don't want you to lose heart if this hag has progressed as far as I think she has. I don't want you to be surprised what you might, what you might see. If I am wrong, then treat me as a heretic. Report me to your orders. But I don't see that happening. I think that what we're about to walk into is far more down a path of darkness than either of you have seen. We are warriors at heart, paladins. We share that spirit. But the reality is, is that our order combats the true evil, the old gods, 
that's our primary task, even though our orders do get mixed up in the wars of men. I can tell you from experience that this is the truth. I have seen Alandion move in these forests. I have seen her shadow. I have seen her touch beautiful and lovely things and corrupt them into something bleak and black. Her hatred seethes from this forest. She sees all mortals, all human beings, as trespassers in her domain. Unlike Lydon, who... You've seen little more than parlor tricks. If this hag worships a dead god, then she will be easily defeated. Let us go and find her. And what if this hag has magics? What would that do for your disposition? What of, what of her magics? Where would she have gotten them, if not from an old god? Well, the, the wizards study for years and become magic. Okay. It is not wrong that certain elements of, of dark magic still exist on the material plane, even after the celestial cleansing. That is what most believe, and most orders manage to dismiss the existence of the old gods by saying that they are merely relics or wards left over from the celestial cleansing, but I feel like I've struck a nerve, so I will digress, but please, guard your hearts. You all seem to be capable warriors, but go ahead. Sorry, Meryl. Speaking to Rathanax. Yeah, I don't have a response for that. Okay, he doesn't have a response for that. Um, so, with that, Brian takes the book from the table and, and places it back on the shelf. Yes. Uh, I, I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to look and see. Like, can I see a title of the book, or do recognize what it looks like, or the binding, or anything? Is make there a anything that I've ever seen before? Yeah, make a perception check. Valinor, uh, well, go ahead. Uh, I want to ask her what she knows. If there's any connection between the metro. Um, the stump that is seething with dark energy, the old gods, and the hag, and how they're connected. Okay. So you ask her these, and, and she says, uh, the ash tree that, w- that once stood in the Emerald Glade was touched by Landion at some point. It was a special tree to her. There are such trees throughout Malkaria. This is not the only one. However, the Malkar have always had a respect for these trees. They have always uh, forested around them and uh, refused to touch them or, or even acknowledge their existence. But the cutting down of the ash tree was what brought on this corruption, what opened the door for someone like Malgra to come in and seize what power was offered by Landion. Who cut down the ash tree? The villagers of the hamlet that you all visited. Um, in ignorance or in, in, in fear or superstition? Uh, for lack of knowledge. They saw it as nothing more than a large tree. What, what of the hollow hops? Who planted them then? Make an inside check. 
16. Um, she just looks at you and she says, The hollow heart trees I don't wish to discuss. But the tree itself um, still seethes with its energy. It's not a focal point for Malgra, but it is... Um, it is what drew her here. It is what drew her to Alandion. And once she accepted this gift of power from Alandion, she was forever bound to serve her. Bound, so she has no say in the matter at this point. No. I would I would say that she was more than likely told what would happen. And then decided on it. Yes. I do pity her, as I do all beings who fall under the corruption of the old gods, but we must show no mercy. Malgra will not share that mindset. She will destroy us if she gets the opportunity and offer us to Alandion. Some people are just lucky like that. And she places the book on the shelf uh, with a natural one. You don't see anything on the spine or anything. You know where it is on the shelf, but you don't see anything that uh, distinguishes it. It's a total of a four, if that makes a difference. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't disappear. She didn't snap her fingers and, and make the book disappear. You know where it There's is on the, the book shelf. Is. Yeah, exactly. You see where it is. Um, it's at that point that she says, I think that I will give you some time to maw over this information. I will be enjoying the night air for just a moment. Uh, we will depart within the next hour or so. Is it too late to... I just want to insight check this entire... Everything that she has said. This whole little spiel about Darth Moors and... You old know, gods. old gods and dead things come back. I'll say that the moment before she turns away, you can do an insight check. Okay. But you were close there. Fucking seven. A seven? Yeah. Yeah, she's hard to reach. She definitely seems to be telling the truth. Um. But she walks out, and it's that point that you can see that Amaya is like sucking on a on a bone, just kind of like looking at all of you. I'll break out my pipe and step outside. Okay. Same. Gotcha. I just look at her and go, Good evening. Stand up and walk outside. <laughs> so, per my backstory, you said something about I have read the Tom of Iron yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also step outside and smoke a So, all of you are stepping outside for an after dinner uh, smoke. I would like to look at her and eat my bone. <laughs> Amaya just like sucking the marrow out of this bone looks at you and you just crunch 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 as you in three bites eat this entire bone and she just looks at you and she just takes a segment of the bone and just snap <laughs> breaks it off and begins to suck the marrow out a little further back as Amaya's I see this happen female. I just look over at you and give a nod of <laughs> Amaya's a human female? Yeah, she's a human female. Okay, I want to... Big scar across the front of her face. I want to approach and just... Now, you do recall that she did sign uh, when speaking to uh, Brianna. Ah, oh, damn. How much do I remember? Do I remember? You're on a natural 20 on here. You, you know a couple of phrases, but not many. Okay, I just want to ask if she's serious. If she, like, 
do you believe this stuff? Does she believe you? Like, what? What? Um, she'll look at you, and you can see that she's more so reading your lips than she's paying attention to your fingers as they're kind of fumbling. Very fumbly. Yeah. Um, and uh, she kind of looks around the room and just signs... Uh, Left. Does anyone know sign language? No. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, just I was trying to know sign language was an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, she just goes, just kind of shrugs her shoulders. I need a quick I need to take a quick five. Okay. Alright. So she doesn't. Before you do, can I take a quick one in the bathroom? Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> sorry. So does she. Well, she doesn't answer my question. Nope, really. No, she doesn't really answer your question because she can't really communicate with you. Now, if you had a spell that perhaps allowed you to, beach, hold I don't on. know, comprehend languages. Oh, wait a minute. I have this. <laughs> Can you, does that work on sign language? We established earlier oh, that it yeah. did. Oh, I have none of that. A misty step? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work. Just I, beat you. Else be like, I mean, I feel like it's it? too late to have caught what she already said, right? Uh, well, she only said just a few, like a few yeah, signs. I don't so. know what it is. But okay. also, like, I don't want to waste the spell slot on something that wasn't even directed. Also, I'm not even in the building. It's fine. <laughs> okay. gotcha. But I, I know that you know. Well, you, can I want come here? Hey, help me out. Help me communicate. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got you. That that will be five gold. Are you serious? No. <laughs> Would uh, casting <laughs> message work? It would oh. allow you to communicate with Amaya, yes. And then I could, like, relay to everyone else? You could. Is that free? Message is the cantrip, correct? Yes, the cantrip. Yeah, absolutely yes. do that, because yes. mine okay. costs a spell slot and we're about to go into a fight. Okay. All right, for sure, yeah. So I'll cast, I'll cast message on her mm-hmm. and say, what did you say? She just kind of looks immediately and goes... It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. And uh, it's at that point that you hear a as brash as is expected voice um, come into your head and say I asked if anyone knew the sign language no (laughs) apparently that's the case yes I just wanted to make sure we knew he asked me if Brianna was telling the truth Tell him that if he ever questions her again, I'll cut one of his horns off. I will relay that. <laughs> Anything else you want to ask? So she is telling the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Amaya would certainly make you feel like Brianna is telling the truth. <laughs> no, I got nothing else. Okay. You've been sensing this 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 vicious devotion to Priyana uh, when she says this. All right. I realized I can't use vicious mockery on her because she can't hear me. Oh. <laughs> she can do sing. this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do the na boo boo thumb on the. Yeah. I'd say that would work. Yeah. Bite your thumb at her. Yeah. Do it the old Bite way. Your, my thumb at you, sir. All right. So. Um. When we go outside the smoke, is Brianna out there? Brianna is out there. She is standing in um, 
what appears to be some beams of moonlight kind of well off near the tree line of her home. Not at the entrance, like the rest of you. Of Ozark run out there and I'm like... uh, I'll take one of my half-smoked cigars and... uh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Linvala. Linvala, you see me take the glove off and like snap my fingers and blue, like a little blue arc of like lightning between my fingers lights the cigar. A nice party trick. I consider it a tool. <laughs> so all of you are smoking outside of this house, and you had something. Uh, I'm gonna have Ozark run out there, kind of towards her, like he's chasing a mouse or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm gonna come up. Ozark, get your ass back here! Come here. And as I get up out there, you you know what I'm trying. Yeah. As I get up close, I'll get him and put him on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I'm close enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Apologies about that. He could be a handful. It's fine. So, if I may ask one question. I have read a certain book. Your last name hooked my ears as soon as you told it. If you wish to be left alone after I said that, then at least I can ask, quench my curiosity, and I'll leave you alone. My last name is Roy. I am part of the family of Roy's who currently sit upon the Oak Throne in Oakdale. Did you ever have any experience with any of the characters from that particular town? Which your, town? The town of I. You're referring to my grandfather who was an iron. Yes, him or any of them, really. I can't say that I did. My grandfather passed when I was very young. I remember him very fondly. He was a warm individual. And he was the person who first sparked my interest in the Celestial. And being from such a breathtakingly beautiful place like Oakdale, I was naturally inclined to the woods. Naturally. I've been there once. I can definitely see how that would have that effect. Good night, I'll leave you alone. I'll just go Curtly nods her head just a little bit. Um, So I would imagine that all of you uh, finish your tobacco, um, and begin to kind oh, of... Smoking tobacco? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not... Oh. As opposed to other illicit substances yeah. that you don't currently possess? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. We're in the woods. <laughs> We're in the woods. <laughs> there ain't no guards out here. Um, so anyways... You a cop? You narc? <laughs> um, so, uh, you all, um are kind of coming in, cleaning your pipes out, putting out your cigars, whereas you can see that Amaya is tightening the straps of her armor and donning her tower shield, putting them on, securing the straps as if she's preparing. Um, You're getting the vibe that um, after about an hour of everyone kind of keeping to themselves and enjoying their um, pipes, they are preparing to leave. 
the same. Uh, I'll ask if... Go ahead. Uh, is our fearless leader in there at this point? Is what? Is Brianna in there at this point? She would have just walked in, yes. I'll say, um, are we going to be taking this journey on horseback, or is it... We're not able to, through the woods. Uh, no. I would not recommend horses. Um, it, you would know that you actually left your horses with Saffrax. Yes, we left them. Yeah, you left your horses with Saffrax, so, uh, she says, we won't have time to go back into town, um, nor do I wish to go back into town. Uh, we'll be leaving from here. It's not a long journey from where I suspect she might be, but... It's traversable by foot. Uh, it's at that point that she kind of looks at Amaya, and Amaya kind of gives his nod of confirmation that she's ready. Um, Brianna takes her greatsword that's kind of leaned up against the side of the hearth and places it onto her back and tightens the strap of it and looks at all of you for confirmation that you're ready to travel. Yep. Let's go. She sets out of the door. Amaya closes the door as she walks out last. Um, and all of you head off into the woods. Um, Sorry about that. It's an expeditious retreat. Expeditious <laughs> retreat. Um, Alright. Out of curiosity, what I'm really songs about the Iron Lords. Um, roll a d4 for me. D4. That is a one. That is a one? Yes. You do not. Fuck. No. You had a 75% chance to know. <laughs> um, do you have inspiration? <laughs> no. Uh, it's not really that kind of roll. <laughs> um, Alright, so... Um, Can I use my daily roll to remember songs? You know, it's just a, a random to see. Um, Alright. So... Jake said, oh, I'm seeing it. <laughs> All right. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Crab? All right. So, eventually, um, after walking through what is a mix of emotions, tranquility, unrest, frustration, um, hmm? frustration. possible frustration, frustration is yes, depending on yeah, how you're receiving this corruption, but um, you eventually come into what appears to be a small clearing. Um, and you can see that two torches are lit around a cluster of rocks. And at first, uh, there's not really anything auspicious or, or, or weird about these rocks, but as you begin to approach them, Brianna kind of raises her hand up and stops everyone from traversing any forward. If you will, you can place your tokens right there near Jake's digital token. I'd say one issue and I'm not going to be able to see where other people are. Yes. That's not a default. Alright, and this will be Brianna, and this will be Amaya. Yep. 
Motherfucker. All right. So as she kind of raises her hand up, signaling for all of you to stop, um, you peer closer at these runes and you can see that, or these rocks, and you can see that there are subtle runes carved on them in, in sporadic and uncertain order. Um, there are lines of runes that are larger than the rest, and as the runes progress down, your eyes are drawn to the ground where you can see a coupling of beauty and death. As you see that there are flowers at the base of these rocks uh, mingled amongst bones and skulls uh, that seem to have been placed at the base of these stones like some kind of altar. Um, huh? What are you doing? <laughs> disregard, Brian. Disregard. Disregard. Cash card. I'd like to hold. I look to the group and I'll just quietly say I can cast a detect magic spell if you think it's needed. Uh, before you. Is that. Does that require a spell slot? It does. It does? Yeah. Before you do that, I can do Divine Sense. I've got one more. As an action, I can detect good or evil. Um, I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Okay, so do you do that? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. That's I'd my like, last one. I'd like to hold Elvish Bless. Okay. Within how many feet? 60 feet. 60 feet? I would like to make a perception check whenever possible. Okay. And give me those... Um, give me those... The parameters? Yeah, the parameters again. Dems is... As an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the hollow spell. Know the location of any celestial fiend undead. Mm-hmm. Good, good and evil. Celestial fiend undead. Celestial fiend undead. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you do feel a slight aura of darkness and evil coming off of these rocks, mm-hmm. um, but you do not sense anything else. Okay. Um, could I check and look for footprints in this area? You can. You'd have to move up. I couldn't just look or move up like five feet and look around for uh, tracks leading in or out. Yeah, you can you can search the immediate area that you're in, but if I'd you're like, talking about around the rocks, then you can't. I'd like to do it around. Let's see. If I can move up to like here and start checking, what is okay. it? Five feet around me. So I'd say probably ten. Probably ten, ten feet around me. Yeah. So I'd like to. Okay, make a survival first, check, which I get advantage on because it's nighttime. Yeah, Andy threw guidance in there. Um, as he's walking away, I'm going to cast Aid, and I will get uh, Alistair, is it Meryl? Meryl. Meryl, and whoever wouldn't be wearing, like, full armor, so obviously not. All right. Sorry, I didn't get your name either. Valador. 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 22. 22. And what does Aid do? 
Um, that gives, I believe it's just five temporary hit points. Uh, three creatures within range. Um, yep. Current hit points and hit point maximum. Okay, so by five. is it a concentration? Yes. Okay. You, um, so current and temporary can mm-hmm. increase by five? Yes. Nice. All right, so Meryl, your current hit points go up by five, uh, It's or it's temporary hit points. It's temporary hit points, but his current will go up as well. Yeah, as long as the spell is active, right? Mm-hmm. It's not concentration or anything, so it just happens. Okay. How long does it last? Eight hours. Oh. Yeah. If we're not done by then, we got problems. <laughs> and it is not concentration? It is not. Okay, perfect. Alright, so um, so you are moving forward and you said 22 on your survival check? Okay. Um, you don't see any recent um, foot traffic. Okay. Um, in fact, you don't really see any like bipedal humanoid traffic okay. um, coming from this direction or in this area. Then I will move back to my spot. Okay. It's at that point that Brianna taking the initiative We'll step forward. I, I want to go with her. I was about to say, I'll step forward. She, she gave us the whole signal, right? Yeah. She kind of was sizing up the situation and is now moving forward. So all of you can move your pieces. Since we're not in combat, you can move your pieces up to where you're, you would like to be. Yeah, T-Rex always. Robert, would you do want to move mine? So I'm just kind of... I want to be towards the back. I'm, I am too, but so you're going to be kind of on my Okay, gotcha. Music bros. Yeah. <laughs> Music bros. You're like in the woods. Oh, uh, when I move into the woods, can mm-hmm. I make a uh, stealth check? You can. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Put a put a Maya up there next to Brianna. Thank you. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. So you, Rathanax, are are closest to the rock so you can see as there are probably a good eight or nine human skulls kind of collectively just in this um, large altar of some kind Uh, and you can see that they are there from varying lengths of time some of them have flowers entirely you know um, coming out of the cheekbones and eye sockets some of them look like they've been placed there recently Um, either way it's Disturbing to see some kind of altar that is totally foreign to you. Does it have any runes or script or anything, any kind of etchings or markings? It does. It has runes okay. all over the surface of the rocks. I'm going to try and read them. Okay. Uh, what yeah. languages do you... Guidance. Uh, what kind of languages do you speak? I speak many languages, as I'm a learned man. Hold on. It's not description. Son of a bitch. Hold on. Here we go. I speak common, draconic, and orc. Okay, you do not recognize the language. Okay. Um, can I make an arcana check? You can. Make an arcana check. Is that something I can assist with? Arcana check? We'll say so, but, but here's the thing. Um, 
Jake, you're doing that with advantage. Because he's going to assist you. Uh, as Rathanax is... Um, Rathanax and Meryl. In fact, Meryl's got to be... Oh. My B. Meryl, you're up at the rock, right? Just as close as absolutely needed in order to get a look at the runes and kind of pick up their meaning. Okay, I'm placing you right next to Rathanax. Okay. It's 18. <laughs> 18? Um, can you put him on my other side where I can protect him a little bit? I was placing him I mean, in the most protective place. Okay, I that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, because you got his back right there. Gotcha. Um, Must the rock is he? You got his on that one. Never mind, I got it. Oh, that's cool. Um, so. I'm not very dainty, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so as you are reading these, um, you're not actually reading them. Uh, what languages do you speak, Meryl? Someone can comprehend both. Common and Dwarvish. Spoken, okay, yeah, so you don't speak either of these languages, but as you are trying to decipher. Oh, I can what exactly these uh, these runes are um, doing. You're, you're determining this is some kind of ward or some kind of protective thing um, when you, Valinor, what was your stealth check? 25. 25? Okay. Give me just one second. Okay. All right. So, um, you, Valinor, are stealthing through the trees when you see one of the trees in front of you. Um, let's make sure that that's... You see one of the trees in front of you kind of begin to slowly extend a branch. And you can see as a hand, like this gnarled wood hand, begins to kind of rise out of the tree, and you can see as a silhouette, a humanoid, made entirely of wood and vines, just pulls itself out of the tree. Uh, I need everyone to roll initiative. Mm -hmm. Yay! Oh, and I'm a big I don't like to have a Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Ooh, nat 20. Nice. Boy. <laughs> hey, having a bard at the back of the pack's not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. All right. Alistair. Dirty 20. Uh, Linvala. Nine. Meryl? Eight. Uh, Nicholas? Thirteen. Uh, Rathanax? Uh, initiative... Fire armor. Oh, plus zero. Okay, two. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. Uh, Renalia. Naturally. So, what's your modifier? Twenty-two. Okay. All right, and Balinor. Eighteen. 
according to this, so right in the middle. Yeah, you're about to get fucking I'm having PTSD. <laughs> so. <laughs> PTSD. Oh, when the hell did you put them dice out to? <laughs> when the moles can be up. Alright, so. Um, top of the initiative is Renalia Valrain. Uh, you see as two of these wooden humanoid figures uh, begin to emerge from a tree line heading towards this ward. So... These squares are five, right? Yes, they are five foot squares. Come on, don't choke, Renali. <laughs> Okay. At which one? This one. At number three. number three. Okay. Gotcha. So, how does a breath work? I think it's a save, right? These creature must make a saving throw. The type is determined by my draconic ancestry. It is eight plus my constitution plus my proficiency bonus. So, your breath weapon should be listed in your actions. So, I, I'm trying to figure out if it's a saving throw, or... Yeah, they have to make a saving throw of the type that's determined by my ancestry. So, go to, go to your so actions, and I'll tell you what yeah. that saving throw will be. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that for you, too. Dude, they're in spells. No, should be in actions. Because it's a different, it's a form of attack. Jeff, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so while, while you're figuring that out, I'm just going to tell you, um, these uh, wooden humanoids are emerging from the tree line, and you can see as their arms begin to grow into like these grotesque shields on the left side of their body, and from their hands, you can see as like this club kind of grows from their hands. Tree beard, no! Much smaller. It's going to be a deck saving throw of 10. A deck saving throw of 10? Yeah. Alright. Um, it's a dexterity saving throw? Yeah. Yeah. You I don't think they have anything. So I'll say a 9. So that fails. Yay! So 2d6 fire damage. Oh, that's just what it says. Oh, they're both sixes. That's twelve. Hey, though. Is there a spell modifier to that, too? No, there's not. No, it just says 2d6. All right, so uh, Renalia leaps forward about five feet and then belches out this torrent of flame in this cone. And you can see as one of these wooden humanoids takes the bout of this flame, and you can see that he immediately begins to shake violently as he's engulfed in flames. Uh, it definitely seems to do a lot of damage to him. I would like to laugh maniacally. <laughs> Free action. Yeah. So, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn besides laugh maniacally? Um, Which is a free action. <laughs> Me. Okay. So that'll end your turn. Uh, that makes it Alistair's turn. Alright, this one come up behind me. I want to turn turn around and look at him and be like, shit! And cast Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Turn, turn one. 17 to hit. That misses. Oof. 
Seventeen. <laughs> An eldritch blast of who? Uh, number one. Number one. Uh, I'll hit him and try to hit him again. Okay. We don't like those. Dirty twenty or no nineteen? I'm sorry. Nineteen does hit. Oh, oh thank God. God. Okay, nope. Twenty-five doesn't hit. So oh, he takes eleven points point of force damage. Eleven points of force. And damage. I'm going to decide that he is going back ten feet, which will allow Valinor an attack of opportunity. So okay. For me. <laughs> Alright. Was that five? Oh, sorry, yeah. Ten feet. You went straight back into the woods? Yes. Well, okay, I, so I don't have a choice. Yeah, gotcha. Alright, so an with, attack of opportunity? With this attack of opportunity, would I have to reroll stealth? Uh. No, I'd say no. Okay. Just, just make a, a standard attack. Gotcha. Uh, and you'll still be stealth. That is going to be. Uh, wait, which one is it? Oh, there we go. Um, that's going to be a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Yeah, so just as he as he gets pushed back, just one arrow. Alright, gotcha. Roll damage. Alright, that's going to be a 1d8. Oh, and a sneak attack. Well, not a Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So that's going to be a 6 plus 3, so 9 points of piercing damage. 9 points of piercing damage. Awesome. Alright. And I would like to then move. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20. Okay. And that'll do it. Alright, so Alistair unleashes this bolt of Eldridge energy and then begins to slowly, like, gradually just kind of <laughs> step back just a no, little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> Alright, that makes it Valinor's turn. Alright, um, so. I'm gonna roll for attack. I get advantage because I'm still stealth. This is gonna be a sneak attack. Allison's got you, Jake. Alright, that's gonna be a 16. Yeah. Which one are you attacking? Uh, that one. Okay, gotcha, number one. So 16 plus 8, that's gonna hit 24. Gotcha, that hits. So that's gonna be. Oh, that was terrible. That one plus 3 plus the sneak attack. 1d6. 6. 6 points of damage? No, so that is uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage, okay. And then I would like to use my movement. So you're no longer stealth, just so you know. Yeah, to move 5, 10, and then bonus action stealth. Okay, bonus action stealth. Alright, go ahead and roll your stealth check. Remember those numbers, okay? Will do. Uh, All it's right. going to be a 17. Gotcha. Alright, so it is now these uh, second wooden humanoids turn. He is going to, let's see, 5, 10, 15. As he enters my 10-foot range, he's going to take an opportunity attack from me. Gotcha. Because of my feet. Cost you a reaction, right? That is my reaction. Gotcha. And I have picked it's up It's going to be 17 plus 5, or 20-something. That hits. I can't <laughs> do math, okay? Math! <laughs> math is hard. That'll be five damage. Five damage? Mm -hmm. Okay, to number two. You said five damage? Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you strike it with his halberd and you rip it out, he's still approaching you. Uh, he gets within the five feet that he needs to do an attack. And. Okay. 
And as it is approaching you and it's raising this club to begin to strike, you can see that the hole that you put into this wooden humanoid immediately begins to just kind of close back up. So he is going to do a, let's see, this kind of attack on you. Okay, that is an 18 to hit. That'll hit. That hits, okay. And 14 points of damage. Let's see. Uh, and he makes two of those attacks, so he's going to make the second attack. That is a 12 to hit. That will not hit. Okay, gotcha. So the second one, you take the first one in the blunt of your pauldron, you can feel as your shoulder aches, and the second one you manage to raise your halberd up and block the club. Madly kill all those pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that makes it Nicholas's turn. Alright. Would you move me over three squares to just uh, like back one and over from Robbie. Um, this right here? Yeah. So back one? No, no, no. Over, just straight over three. To here? Towards you. Towards me. That's me. No, uh, towards, towards you, the person you were towards right here. Right <laughs> yes. Got you. Right there. Perfect. And I'm going to cast Shatter second level right here. Nice. Okay. So that it it's hits. It's an AoE. Yeah, it's 10 okay. feet, so it'll hit the two things, but not anybody. Gotcha. Okay. My phone's not sitting in the photo. Someone else try. Okay. Um, try sending it through Discord. What is that? Numbers 2 and 3? That is 15 damage. 15 um, damage after and their And it's a save. constitution save, so they take half if they win. Okay, so that's a natural 20 on the first one. They probably pass then. And you said a con... Yes. And what was the DC? 15. 15. They both are, the first one fails, or the first one succeeds, the second one fails. Okay, so 15, and then half of that for the other one. So number three takes 15 points of damage, and number two takes, what's half of 15? Seven. Seven points. Seven. Round down. Yeah, so seven. All right. Gotcha. Okay, does that end your turn? Um... See, I can do Bardic Inspiration as a bonus action, right? Bonus action, yeah. So I'm going to give... I'm trying to remember your character's name, Kyle. Uh, Rathanax. Right, I'm going to give Rathanax Bardic Inspiration. Can I reach him from there? Is that that's 60 feet? Oh yeah, that's within 60 feet. Oh, I'll have, yeah, okay. Yeah, within 60 feet. Okay. So yeah, I'd I'm, say you're within 60 feet, or at least you were before you moved. So either way, you could do it. Okay, so I'm going to give you Warwick Inspiration. Sweet. That means that uh, you just gotta go by with for by right any right. ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, you can add a D8 for one. Mm-hmm. All right. Is this after knowing the result? Or before? Uh, before knowing the result, but I can <laughs> after you roll. Gotcha. That makes it Linvala's turn. action will cast Thunder Smite, seeing that my uh, halberd alone it seemed to heal up from. So on the first strike, it will deal an extra 2d6 thund uh, thunder damage. Yes. And I'll take two attacks 
with my halberd. Okay, roll them individually. Okay. Oh, probably not gonna hit. That's a twelve. That misses. And you're attacking number two? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, the one right in front of me. Gotcha. That's another twelve. <laughs> That one misses. Your and thunder smite still holds on, though. Yeah, it's the first attack that hits. Yes, exactly. So, so concentrate. So on that. this live um, wooden humanoid just kind of doesn't so much move his entire body as you just see the vines shift out of the way as you bring down these Howard strikes one after the other, and he manages to dodge the two of them. Uh, so that's action, bonus action. You still have movement if you would like, or you stay in play. No, I'll stay where I'm at. Okay. Alright, so that ends Linvala's turn. That makes it Amaya Seltom's turn. Um, Amaya is going to rush towards uh, number three. So we'll say 10, 15, uh, 20, 25, uh, and yeah, we'll just say that that works. So she's going to run towards number three, and she's going to make some attacks. <laughs> that is not going to hit. <laughs> Good. Uh, that one does hit. No, that's uh, seven points of damage. No, thanks, Mr. Bailey. To number three. All right. Uh, so she takes two of her long sword strikes against this thing, and the first one entirely misses the second one. She manages to catch this wooden humanoid on an upper strike uh, and carve through a good part of its torso. Um, that'll end her turn. And that makes it Meryl's turn. Meryl. Water gun. Meryl Strength. Okay. So, uh, I'm seeing the wood tokens. The bigger one, who is that? The bigger one is going to be Brianna. And the smaller wooden token is Amaya. Comrades. They're comrades. Yeah, no, she didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ratsmax hasn't uh, gone yet to go fight number one yet, has he? No, no. he hasn't. What you doing, Meryl? I have to figure it out because I'm just seeing, figuring out where the board is. Hold on, let's see. Okay, I'm just gonna do a uh, magic missile. Okay. Uh, so it is going to, so it's going to be, leave. Hold on. Yeah, that's gonna be three darts, one d4 plus one each, and they automatically hit. Okay. And this is at target number one. Gotcha.
Okay, we're waiting on the damage. Who's he attacking? Number one. Okay, that's seven points of force damage to that one. Okay. So number one. Alright. That's your action? Yep, wait one. That's all I got for this. Okay. Push gotcha. Force spell. Does that knock the Alright, so that ends Meryl's turn. That makes it number one's turn. Yeah. Uh, number one, you wrote a stealth check. What is your stealth? Okay, so he doesn't see you. So he is going to move forward. Uh, 510. 15, into range with Rathanax. <laughs> and he's going to make two club attacks. That is an 18 to hit. Hits. Okay. That is 15 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Where are the back of this? We're sorry we killed the pirates. We're sorry, okay? <laughs> And he's got a second attack. He's uh -huh. <laughs> that is a dirty 20 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, that is 18 points of damage. Well, Rathanax is dead. <laughs> I guess Rathanax has right, the most points. 18. 18 and 14, so 32 points so far. Um, Hold on. Okay. I can't get this right. I would have shit right. So you should be at um, 11 out of 44. Right. Well, but instead, there we go. Okay, all right. So 15 for the first one, right? Yeah. And then the second one is 18, you said? Yeah. Um, all right. Would that creature that just hit him be within 30 feet of me? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25? No, it's, I think it's at, right at 35. Gotcha. Alright, yeah. so also... Uh, um, uh, it's like... Because you got off, yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to use my reaction. It's a new round, right? No, it's not yet. Oh, uh, they're at the bottom of the initiative. Yeah, they're right, way sorry, down. Okay. <laughs> uh, so also, by the way, Rathanax, as he's bringing these strikes down on you, you can see that the damage, the arrow that Valinor put into him mm -hmm. begins to just kind of... Like pop out of his torso as these vines begin to envelop the wound. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, and he used how many feet? I say what did I say? Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen. Okay. So then he is going to go five ten, and you get an attack of opportunity. I do. That's a 19, plus 8, so 27 to hit. Uh, 27 to hit? Yes, yeah. hit. Okay. That's 9 points of damage. 9 points of damage? Yeah. Okay. To number 1. 
right? So as he is kind of lumbering back towards the tree line, you strike with your great axe and you put a big slash across the center of his back. He seems to barely notice as he progresses and you see as he takes a couple of steps and walks directly into a tree. And you can see as the tree kind of melds and molds around him and he reappears here. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. Uh, right near um, the bard and the warlock, Jay. Uh, just in case you need it, he's he's reemerging near the the warlock. I don't appreciate being lumped into this. Um, <laughs> that makes it Brianna Roy's turn. Her seeing the wooden humanoid appear out of the tree line, she is going to move towards it. If you don't mind, you want her within five feet. Yeah. She's going to make a great sword attack. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. That will hit. That's going to hit. Ooh, that's only 10 points of damage. Okay. And second attack. Ooh, that is only a 12 to hit. She misses on the second attack. Alright, so that's going to end her turn. So you can see as uh, Brianna kind of rushes forward, kind of slashes this greatsword right across its uh, chest, momentarily distracted as it's looking right at Nicholas. The second one manages to dodge out of the way as she strikes. Uh, that makes it Woodward number three's turn. I didn't even attack that one. It is going to use its movement to move towards Renalia. Will that give a girl an attack of opportunity? It will give Amaya an attack of opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's an after one on her reaction. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that is number three. And that is the one that you blew your breath weapon at, right? Okay, so you can see as the cinders of fire are still burning slightly on this tree, and it doesn't seem to be recovering from that. Um, so it is going to make some club attacks against you. So it raises this large like club. That's a 17 to hit. Shield? Perfect. Okay, so what's your armor class? It's now 18. It's now 18. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So that one will miss. You use your reaction to cast shield and be sure you take off that, sl- that spell slot. Okay. Second attack. That's um, seven on the dice. No. Plus seven to hit and natural 19, so 26 to hit. Um. Jesus. Um, plus seven to hit? Yeah. Uh, what is this? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die. That's 13 points of damage. To Renalia. Oh, I Well, yeah. And um, he is going to move back 10 feet. So attack that's of attack of opportunity. I think these trees might be sexist. Hang on, did it also move out of her, t- her attack range too, since she has a 10 uh, Yes, because she's already used her reaction. I've already used her reaction. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, but it's just a regular whatever weapon you have. So like if it's a dagger attack, you just use your regular uh, plus to hit. Okay. You just don't get to add any d extra damage. 23? 23? I rolled an 18 and it's plus 5. Oh, to hit. Yeah. Yes, it hit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said 23 points of damage. I was like, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> don't question it, just accept it. Yeah, exactly. Just, just take it. Yeah. Rogues. Take it like a good little wood creature. A four. A four uh, points of damage to number three. All right. So as it runs away, you plunge this dagger right into its shoulder and rip it out. And uh, it's going to move here. Preparation for an attack on she see the the wood creature seems to be preparing for an attack on Brianna. All right, it is Raffinax's turn. Is there anyone on this? Anyone in position right now that I could move towards them and be flanking one of the? Wood people. Uh, yes, right there. You wherever Robbie just pointed. I want to put. I want to move there. I got you. And we're going to do. What the fuck, uh, what the fuck is going on? Sorry. Whole bunch of hoobla. Adjust everything now. Yeah. Sorry. We're good. Okay. There we go. <laughs> As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Searing Smite, which is, it's a con saving throw, but it's also the next time I hit. So do you make the con now or after? Yeah, when, when it hits. When it hits. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to attack twice. And you have advantage because you are flanking. And you also have Bardic Inspiration if you roll real crappy. Yay! Okay, so that's a 12 plus uh, 8, so it would be a dirty 20 to hit. Is it hit? Dirty 20 is going to hit. Perfect. So he's going to take 2d6 of fire damage. 2d6 of fire damage. As well we as a d12 of... <laughs> That's five, six, seven plus five is. Do you have Brett with Master? Huh? Do you have Brett with Master? I do. I re-roll one. I re-roll ones. <coughs> yep. You re-roll you re all ones and twos, even on magic stuff. Yes, as long as it has to do with your weapon. Yes. Perfect. There Outstanding. There you fucking go. Hell yeah. <laughs> so nine. So that's dirty twenty damage. 20 damage? 20 damage. On the first attack. On the first attack, and I got nice. one more. Yeah. <laughs> and at the start of all of his turns, he's going to take another d6 of fire damage. Yes. Okay, okay, hold on one second. I gotta figure out what's wrong here. Jake disconnected and reconnected. Jake's trying to take his penis, penis and laundry medication right now. What? I don't have any idea. There's something out there would make out that. Sorry, Jake. I think we lost you, Jake. Jake. Um, Alright, so 
He takes the 20 points of damage. Uh, and then what did you say after that? Um, on every subsequent turn after this, at the start of his turn, he takes one more d6 of fire damage. One more d6 of fire damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was 20 points. What was the total fire damage? The fire damage? Yes. I, I've already... Oh, uh, nine. Nine? Okay. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So... Uh, you strike with your great axe, and when you bring it down, right before it actually physically hits this creature, the small, smoldering flame that just seems to be kind of hovering around the edge of the blade of your axe ignites when it strikes. And you see as this giant, or this a humanoid creature, about as tall as you are, engulfs in flames, as you can see, as it begins to writhe with no noise at all, ushering from its... Um, from itself and then collapses onto the ground. Yay! Nice! Yay! He did. So, how much more movement do I have to get to number one? You only moved 10 feet from where you were. Okay, so can somebody move me up to number one, please? Because we're doing that shit again. You want to be right here, that way you're not in my line that's, of fire? That's what I want. And, and still flanked. Yes. We're flanking. Ah, uh, well, it doesn't fucking matter. That was a one and a two, so... Boric Inspiration? What's it gonna... It's gonna give me a, a maximum of nine? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll save the Boric Inspiration. Hey, let Jake know my Discord is loading. It's trying to well, catch back up. Well, cut out because of the storm. Yeah, it might have. Oh, it's cut out because my internet's out. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um... Gonna have technical difficulties. It's gonna happen. Uh, is anyone else disconnected from the Wi-Fi? No. It says I'm still connected, but it says I'm connected, but it was saying that it was having trouble connecting. Okay. Spinning wheel of death. Uh, will you go reset the router for me? Yep. All right. I appreciate you. All right. So moving on. Uh, Rathmax, you managed to down one of these creatures. You still have another attack. Uh, I used it. It didn't hit. It didn't hit. Okay, gotcha. So, does that end your turn? You have movement, you've used your bonus action, and your action. So, that ends your turn, correct? It does end my turn. Okay. That sends it to the top of the round uh, with Renalio. That was number two that I attacked? (laughs) Uh, That was number two that you downed. No, number three that Um, you downed. Okay. I guess I'm just going to throw a dagger at number two. Okay. Uh, Now, you're not stealth. Yeah, I'm not stealth. Yeah. Just vulnerable and little bit. (coughs) Oh, that's not gonna hit. Um, fifteen. Uh, fifteen to hit will miss. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your one attack? Yep. Okay, so that was your action. You still have bonus action and movement if you'd like. Um, I'm gonna. Bo- I'm gonna. Will I take the tap opportunity for backup? Yes. Okay. Bonus action disengage. Gotcha. Bonus action disengage. Okay. Then I'll move back. Helpful. Because no. Because right. um, no. <laughs> no. I just moved back. Five, ten. Gotcha. Okay. So with a bonus action disengage, he has left Limbala. You see as uh, Renalia. <laughs> Renalia just kind of goes, I'll get you. From, I'll, get you I'll get you with daggers. And he just kind of like parries a strike. I've heard and, that and, before. Yeah. And jumps back. All right. So. Let's see. That makes it Alistair's turn. 
Did you reset the router? Alright. Uh, I can use my bonus action before I use my action, yeah. Yes. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and use my action, seeing him kind of tank, uh, fuck up my friend Nasty Rax over here. <laughs> and I'm going to use Healing Light on, hit on you. Oh, you're so uh, nice. For the max of 46, 4, 3, 4, 10, 13 points of healing. Nice. Well, once my... Once yeah. my D and D and Beyond comes back, oh I'll yeah, it's so that's gonna get me to a total of twenty six, thirteen points. Yeah, so twenty four. Um, oh, I'm back. I'm live. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Then I'm going to move five, ten. What's the diagonal? Uh, it starts off with ten, then five, then ten, then five. Okay, so five, ten, twenty, twenty five feet. <laughs> listen, listen up. Uh, and I'm going to attack uh, with Eldritch Blast against that one. Number two? Yeah. Alright. Fuck it up. And uh, I never said it, it's always been in my head, but when I use Eldritch Blast, like two cream colored balls, almost like baseballs, form in my hand with like gold essence around them. No. And I throw them like baseballs. Yes. Gotcha. No. It's a. I didn't ask you. It's a scrotum. You're tossing scrotums. <laughs> I'm not tossing you anywhere. So I'll take my two attacks. Boom. Number one is seven plus two, nine to hit. Uh, nine misses. Uh, natural 19 plus seven, 26. That hits. Four. Eight force damage. Eight force damage. Yep. Now why is he following No, I'm good and well. If you will just update and tell him I'm still trying to connect to the internet. Does that automatically push them? Yes. When you hit? Yes. When I hit on any one of them, and I position myself here because I'm going to try to push him five, that's ten feet away out, out of her combat Actually, range. Actually, that's still in my combat range. And a diagonal will do? Five, ten. Ten foot range. Okay. Either yeah, way, I tried to push him back into the torch, the lit torch. Gotcha. Okay. Um... Come on now. Come on now. You got the animation and everything. Burn him up. Alright. Uh, he does seem to be singed and take a little bit of damage. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Can't put animated fire on there and not expect us to push the <laughs> Well, <engine>. yeah. <laughs> Alright. I want to touch it. So that makes it Valinor's turn. I can't believe I'm still... So everyone else is connected to the internet, That's right? Correct. Yeah, I'm just reconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just reconnected? Yeah. I, I just reconnected it, yeah. yeah. Same. Mine did. I've been connected to it. All right. Uh, go ahead, uh, Valinor. That was an 18. Almost oh, All right, so 18 plus 8, 26 to hit. 26 to hit, which one? On number one. Got number one? Gotcha. Yeah. Alright, so where's my D8? Eight. Plus sneak attack. Six. Oh my god, it's fucking awesome. So eight, nine to 14, 15, 16, 17 points of damage to number one. Gotcha. And then I'm going to use my movement. Five. Ten. 
and bonus action hide. Can you put this by the window? I'm turning on my mobile hotspot. 21? 21 to hit? 21, or 20 to, to hide. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so just remember your number. Snicky, snicky, motherfucker. Snicky boy. Still not connecting to the internet for some reason. That's okay. It is Woodward number two's turn. Woodward. 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 Um, Suck my Woodward. It is going to immediately rush past this, provoking an attack of opportunity from you. Okay. Uh, at the warlock that struck at it. Oh my god, eight. Okay, so it misses. It's all good. It's all good. Maybe dice jail. Um, and it is going to... all of my dice are going to be in dice jail. It is going to unleash a volley of attacks against you, Alistair. Let me try connecting one more time. Uh, Allison, did you update Jake? I don't know what's going on. Okay, nice. <laughs> I think I'll watch this too. <laughs> Alright. He is going to make an attack. That is 17 to hit. Hits. 42 points of damage. That is 9 points of damage. Hold on. I had 5 when it, five temporary when it updated. took away. So take away the 5 and that'll be 4. Okay. Yes. Which leaves you with 39? Um, dude, it, the temporary hit points will still last, though. So, like, if somebody heals Yeah, him, eight, hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. eight hours. Uh, and as it does that, I cast, um, I use my reaction to cast Hellish Rebuke. Gotcha. Yeah. Let me take away my healing real quick. All right. So, it will, I need it to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, DC okay. 15, if you need to know. Give me just one second. I'm still trying to... Okay, dexterity? Yep. Okay. Oh, natural 20. Mm, so it takes half damage. Yep. Which is kind of shitty. 10, so it takes 5 fire damage. 5? It is specifically fire damage? Yeah, hell is your boots only fire Gotcha. Okay, I think we might be back. Oh, but I'm going to... Never mind. Fuck it up. Hmm. So I'm trying to get Jake figured out too. Okay, it's still connecting, so it should be... Okay, so it took 10 points of fire damage as a reaction, mm-hmm. uh, and it still has another club attack. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's a 21 to hit. Hits. That's 15 points of damage to you. Alrighty. That sucks. And it is going to... Let's see, you use your reaction, so it's going to move... It used 20 feet, so it's going to move 10 feet directly to the right. Mm-hmm. And it is going to end its turn... Let's see. Uh, was it two or three? It's two. Okay. Uh, it is going to end its turn there. Okay. Sorry, I'm still trying to get Jake back in. How many points of damage it reloaded and negated that? You had 15 points of damage. 
they 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 went away whenever it attacked me. You keep the max hit points yeah. for eight hours. Oh, yeah. that's with the max hit points. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she's, just, she's just laughing that's, at that's, you. That's, that's <laughs> Hi, uh, Nicholas. Okay, that makes it your turn. What are you at? Twenty-four. So that should be good for another round of combat. This um, somebody better. Internet thing is really really messing me up. Alright, I mean, it's eight. We could take uh, we could take the break and. I'd rather finish this round of combat, or this uh, this combat encounter. Um, <gasps> Nicholas, what would you like to do? All right. Okay, so if I get over to the torch, what are the odds of me being able to light a crossbow bolt on fire? <laughs> uh, that'll definitely be a percentile. <laughs> But it is something I could theoretically It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run over there and try and do that. Gotcha. I had the same thought. I just, I didn't want to break it. So over. 5, 10, 20, 25. Is that within no, you're within, 30? Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to do a crossbow bolt attack on 2. Okay. And I would like to attempt to light it on fire on its way. Okay, go ahead and we'll say roll roll a d4. Roll a d4, okay. The last time this happened, it did not turn out well for me. <laughs> That's a two. Uh, it does not take. Fucking dicks. <laughs> it doesn't take. Now, you might want to wrap something around it in the few, like, maybe have a couple of, you know, pitch arrows. Well, I wasn't expecting to fight <laughs> trees. <laughs> True. <laughs> I thought we were fighting a hag. All right. Well, either way, we it's still the are. damn thing at it. All right. So you shoot <laughs> at number two. Are. Yeah. Oh fuck. That's the an eight. From eight the to hit. Yep. Misses. It sure does. That's it. Yeah. So I got okay. Let's see. That makes it Linvala's turn. All right. I'm going to move five feet up. That way. Two is in my range. But I'm not in his range. I'm not using. Well, hold on. He's he's right here. I know it's kind of. Oh, okay. Then I'm. Yeah. Just wait. Ten feet of range. I have ten feet of range. You can move right here. Yeah, you can move to right there, and he'd be within your. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. So that's fifteen feet that you just moved. Okay. And then I still have the thunder smite up. So if one of these hits. Mm -hmm. Seven. Uh, That hits right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven misses. I need you guys. Um. Uh, for a bonus action. What are you at right now? Oh, health. Sorry. <laughs> health. Yeah, for health. Okay. Um, I'm gonna cast as a bonus action. To Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna cast Sanctuary on you, and is that a bonus action? Yes. It gotcha. Is. Okay. Um, you ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends. Any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a Wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, they have to choose a new target. Nice. Gotcha. And what's the DC for it? It is a Wisdom 14. 14. Gotcha. All right. Does that end your turn? It does. Let's right. right where I'm at. 
That makes it Amaya's turn. She is going to sanctuary concentration. Move up to it right here. Not. Okay, good. So yeah, you still I, got thunder smart. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, that's gonna miss. And that's gonna miss. Amaya strikes out twice at this uh, creature and it manages to block both times with this circular shield that it's grown out of its forearm. Um. <laughs> that makes it Meryl's turn. You're just gonna have to message him. Because it's still loading. Um, I had to connect to my hotspot on my phone, and it's not very good. Um, well, look, we're going to say tentatively that, because I'm trying to wrap this combat up, um, he can get his turn whenever he gets back in. Okay. Um, so that will make it, just y'all try and communicate with him and find out what exactly he's wanting to do. That makes it Woodward number one's turn. Um, hey, Jay, can you hear me? Anything? Okay, like it's, it's yeah, Meryl's turn. I can turn. see him fine. Yeah. Oh, well. well. Can you just put him on speakerphone? Or can you? Jay, can you hear me? I mean, like an actual phone. No, phone call. It had to be Discord. We're gonna go. We're gonna. Whenever you get him, let me know. Um, Woodward is gonna turn uh, attack and attack Rathamax. Uh, and where's your hit points at right now, Rathamax? On a scale of one to forty-four, I'm a twenty-four. You're twenty-four. So you did get some healing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That's a 17 to hit. Uh, 17 will hit. That's 12 points of damage. Hey, Jake, say something. And that is a hey, 10 man. to hit. Yes. I got it. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say quite hit yet if you want to use cutting words. No, I was going to, but it didn't hit. Oh, gotcha. Like, he gave the answer before I... Gotcha, okay. Yeah, so the second attack misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's All just right. hard to get that timing right to like. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you need to abruptly, all you gotta do is just like say just anything. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be audible. All right, so that's going to end its turn. Actually, now it's not going to take an attack of opportunity from two. Okay, so Meryl, if you can hear me, uh, what are you wanting to do? You are still near the rocks. Um, the battlefield has moved, has shifted away from you, uh, more so, so you're not in any immediate danger. It just seems like, um, Amaya, Linvala, Renalia, Rathanax, and, uh, Brianna are currently being attacked. Everybody else. Yeah. I'm gonna try just reloading Discord. Green dice are bad guys. Oh, Mike, put your hands. It's an issue. I'm very much healthy. I am gonna leave it to the group's best judgment. I'm gonna do two melee attacks on something. Somebody point me on which one I should attack. Probably number one. one. Probably yeah. one. That's your closest one. You won't be able to get to the other ones. Send it. 
Full sand. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 30. Great. Two. I moved his mid-in. Should have done the other way so he couldn't go into the woods. I'm in the woods, so if he does, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but he can just teleport as soon as he touches the woods. Get him. All right, you're on top of him. Mount his ass. Uh, that misses. Ominous. Oh, the thunder. Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, misses. So, are you using your gauntlets? Yes. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Somebody eat fresh. Uh, that little phone's I think thing. it's in the closet somewhere. Okay, but... Alright, what you got as a bonus action, Jake? <clears throat> With my remaining movement, can I get to any of my allies? You can get to Raffinax or uh, Brianna. Feel free to heal. Heal bros for life. Okay, what, what are you doing? Okay, you can cast magic weapon on his axe, making it another plus one Yay! Nice! So don't don't do anything with it, just remember that you got a plus one. Well it's a plus two now. Well yeah, I'm saying in addition to his plus one. Alright. But one plus one. Does that end your turn? Yes, and that's for attack and damage. Yes. Two hit. Two hit bonus, and then damage bonus. Okay, so Brianna had she had had, had, <laughs> had Brianna already attacked. Yes. Yes. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Not, not this round. Not we, were, this round. we were down to her okay. turn. Gotcha. All right. That is a thirteen to hit. That's gonna miss. And a 14 to hit, which will also miss. Damn, that was sucking this round. All right, that makes it Rathanax's turn. Yay! Okay, so he's flanked. Yes. He come. He come to get it. Um, first, we're going to cast Searing Smite again because that seemed really helpful. <laughs> That's a bonus action. Um, so with advantage. Love your son. That's an. 18 plus 9 to hit. That hits. Okay, sweet. Alright, so that's going to be... Oh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw for the season smite. Oh, and he takes a plus 6 to extra fire damage, correct? Well, hold on. Let's, let's get to that in a second. Well, let him do this first. Yeah, so that's a natural 19 on the save. Okay, so he takes 1d6 of fire damage. Okay. The initial, the initial the hit, you take 2, but... Keep the fire and the physical separated. Yeah. Reroll on ones and twos. Didn't matter. So two fire and four physical. Gotcha. For a total of six. Alright, that's your first attack. Huh? Oh, and then damage modifier. Yeah, because I'm 
full blown retard. Alright. So plus five. So plus five is your damage modifier? Actually plus six because it's a plus two great axe now. Gotcha. Okay. So with that, you hack off a good portion of its shoulder and it just kind of falls. And you see as the fire begins to seep into the torso itself, and it bursts into flames and falls to the ground. Yay! God. How much movement do I I have all my movement. I have 30 feet. I can go far. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20, I can find 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can go the distance. <laughs> Was that it? Demo. Was that 30? That's 30. That was 30. Good job. Oh. God, Alright. That was my last searing smite, by the way. Hey, you used him well, son. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So that ends Rathnax's turn. That makes it Renalia Valrain's turn. By the way, at some point I'm going to get some lay on hands going on. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw a dagger at two. Even though it's, it's going to be threading the needle. Get it. Okay. Do it. Stop by one. Yeah. Okay. Thirty twenty. Thirty twenty 20 does hit. Yay. Can I smack stuff with my loot? It says a D4. Five. Okay. Five points of damage. It looks like magical. Alrighty, five points of damage. So it's just an improvised one. Uh, do you get sneak attack? Oh, you're not sneak. Not yeah, gotcha, okay. Wait, it doesn't matter. He's within five feet of an owl. Oh! Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. We're going to sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. Amaya is uh, harrying him. So it would just be an improvised weapon. Yeah, essentially. Unless you modify it somehow. Uh, eleven points of damage. That's nice. more like what I'm talking about. Well, it's plus eleven to the five. Oh, gotcha. so sixteen points of damage. Sneaky, sneaky attack. Okay. Um, I did thread the needle there. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So does that end your turn? Yes. That makes it Alistair's turn. Throwing them at him. Scary me. 23 to hit. 23 does hit. 10. 14 points of force damage. 14 points of force damage. Yes, sir. So you get pushed back 10 feet? Not on this one. Well, actually, yeah. Well, is this a tree? Directly in the way are these limbs? I'd say he, he can move through that. Okay, so I'm here, so boom, boom, to 10 feet away? Yeah, I'd say that's fine. Is that still within combat range? her combat range? Her combat range? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, no attack of opportunity. Get him again then. Get him. It's 24 to hit. That hits. Nice. Nine. 13 points of force damage. Yeah. 13 points of force damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's going to be pushed back another 10 feet. Boom, boom. Which would be out of her combat range, yes? Yes. So she will get the attack of opportunity. Come on. Ah, natural 15, so 22 to hit. And an 8 on the D8. That's more like it. Okay. So, uh, as you strike this thing with this Eldritch Blast, 
falls back, and you can see as Amaya pivots in her place with his tower st shield still blocking the majority of her body. She prepares her sword to strike as she's sensing that you're about to set another bolt of Eldritch energy out towards this wooden creature and as it hits she slashes with her sword and you see as the slash opens up a large gaping hole in this viney chest that is then takes every bit of the eldritch blast energy and Hail entirely you. splinters <laughs> and falls yeah. apart all right i'd like to go reclaim my daggers <laughs> gotcha. nice to be able to actually hit your enemies Hey, you, got, you got my nice name. Yeah, a little too late. <laughs> did you hit it all that hole? No, so, I didn't. That's a bummer. I did not roll above a 10 the whole time. Beginner's bad. God. As a, as a <laughs> calm sweeps back over the battlefield, uh, all of you are taking your deep breaths, clutching your weapons, looking around, assessing the situation as you begin to hear this thrumming, this energy surge begin very slowly just on the other side of this tree line and that's where we'll take a break oh, sounds like a rave which tree line <laughs>